0: Thank you for joining me on the Five Questions podcast. I'm Gabrielle Kaplan-Mayer, and I'm really glad you're here. In today's podcast, the word that keeps coming up with my guest, Galia, is community. She talks about all the different connections she has and how being in community is nourishing and gratifying and really grounding for her. Of course, the opposite of feeling like we're part of being in community is feeling lonely and feeling isolated. And Galia also talks about her struggles and the years where she really felt like she didn't um, find her community and how she took a lot of steps to get there, um, showed a lot of courage, overcame anxiety um, in her quest to find connection. And I encourage you to... um, Take time to reflect on where and how you find community. I hope you're finding, finding connection by listening to this podcast, um, and I'd love to hear your stories about courage and how you've been able to step out and make, make connections in your life. Welcome to the Five Questions podcast. Today, my guest is Galia, and Galia, where are you calling from?
1: I'm calling from my kitchen, where I have a couple of cooking projects bubbling or or heating around me. Oh, that's great!
0: And what what city are you in?
1: <laughs> I'm I'm in Philadelphia.
0: That's great. I I love that you're just right in very the specific. kitchen. <laughs> And we just pulled back a little so listeners could imagine, oh, where is this kitchen Gali is in? That's terrific, Gali. So this is a great question. Since you're in the kitchen, getting, you know, in the culinary spirit, I like to begin by asking, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream?
1: My favorite flavor of ice cream is Talenti Cold Brew Sorbetto. It is dairy-free and as I'm lactose intolerant, that's very important. And there are currently like, three and a half pints of it in my freezer. Oh my goodness. And are you are you a cold brew fan? You drink cold brew coffee? No, I actually, I, I can't <laughs> have coffee. It makes me kind of sick. And oh. caffeine doesn't sit so well with me e- either, which is a pretty okay. great limiter for the ice cream. It means I can only have a spoonful or two. Oh, that's fascinating. So just <laughs> a spoonful or two is satisfying. Yes, I it can I can go through a pint of ice cream in like three or four weeks, whereas one of my roommates wow. might take an entire pint to the tub and come down with an empty container.
0: Yes, um, some of us have been known to do that. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, and for everyone who's non dairy and looking for something really amazing. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna try it. I'm very excited to try that. All right, Galia, we're going to move from ice cream into our five questions. So I'd like to begin by asking you, what are you feeling thankful for today?
1: Today, I am feeling thankful for my community around me who are uh, really supportive whenever things are tough. I have some wonderful friends. I have some wonderful neighbors and roommates and and family and really any time that I feel a need for or support emotional or, you know, physical from another person. Yeah. I've, I've got someone. It's really wonderful.
0: That is that is such a great feeling. And can you just share a little bit, how did you sort of come to gather your community?
1: Um, it took a while. I, I found people, I found my roommates through um, queer Philly housing And through mutual friends and through working together, I found loved ones through jobs and through reading the same books and through showing up at the same community events. I really just happened to find people who had some things in common with me by um, sort of meeting in middle places.
0: Mm, That's That's really cool, and I think inspiring for a lot of people who may be struggling to find community. So really appreciate you.
1: I I was actually feeling so surprised and grateful last night. I have a friend that I met through my synagogue that I was sort of friendly with one of the congregants, and we would go to activities together, and she um, introduced me to one of her friends, and, and his name is David. And David has a wonderful wife and a wonderful child, and I love them very dearly. And the other night, they invited four people to dinner, and I was one of them. And I sort of, I I had this shocked realization where I was like, I am one of the four people that they invited to dinner. They really like yeah. me. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, I think it's just exciting to think of the ways
0: as adults that our communities continue to unfold, you know, your friend group doesn't have to be set by maybe the people you hung around with in college or even your early twenties. Mm-hmm. You you gotta, you know, stay open to building those those relationships.
1: Yeah. I keep sort of thinking, all right, I'm I, I found my, you know, my four or five people who I love. That's that's yeah. who I need. I I've got it covered. And then a year later I look around me and realize that there are even more people that I love. Who are mm-hmm. in-
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's exciting. Well, my next question may relate to those people, or it may relate to what you're cooking, or it may be something totally different. But what's something beautiful that you've noticed this week?
1: Oh my gosh. Something beautiful yeah. that I've noticed this week. I actually was just thinking the other day, how excited and motivated people in my Jewish community are to create good things, whether they are people that I know through the Jewish nonprofit world or people in my synagogue or people that I sit down to Shabbat dinner with. But whenever I Mm. open my mouth and say something like I have an event next week who wants to help me collaborate Mm -hmm. or, Hey, I, I need some brainstorming to make this thing happen. Or even Does anyone have an art project in mind for me to, you know, work with the kids? There is always such um, excitement from the people in my religious community and and professional community to make the world a better place. And I, I just feel so, it's not a word I use very often, but I feel very blessed to be surrounded by people who have similar goals to me.
0: That is very beautiful. And I love that it was something about the people and about what they're doing and your relationship, um, where you found the beauty, right? Cause sometimes I think when I ask this question, I often get a something from the natural world, which is, you know, of course there's so much beauty there, but also that the way you're discovering it in, in those relationships
1: absolutely and it's it it does make me stop sometimes and just think about um that it's so lovely Uh, i i did almost i did almost say my dog though who is lying on the floor near me um
0: what kind of dog
1: beautiful thing she's a lab boxer she's a lovely caramel color with some black and around her nose and ears and she's just such a funny big soft girl
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, I can picture that mix. She sounds beautiful.
1: Um Well, you we might have to send us a it.
0: a picture. Yeah, I, I'm like, I think we need to put that in the show notes, Galia.
1: Absolutely. So, I'll send so, you fifty. You won't know which one to choose.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. And you know, I'm a dog lover, so that I I can't <laughs> wait. Um, and this that answer. May relate to this next question, or maybe you're going to take it in a different direction. But what helps you feel grounded just on a day-to-day basis?
1: Hmm. Well, I my dog is definitely one of the things that helps me feel grounded when I'm sort of Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. If I just um, sit on the couch, she doesn't she she doesn't snuggle very well. She's a little dumb. She's very Mm -hmm. poor spatial awareness but she will just sort of mm. sit awkwardly next to me and demand that mm-hmm. i pet her chest and there's nothing you can do uh, yeah. with your hands yeah. if you're petting a dog so i just sort of have to be focused on her
0: yeah just kind of give yourself over to it
1: yeah and she's got she's very very soft so it's just like tactilely pleasing and emotionally pleasing yeah
0: yeah, so sh- so she helps you feel grounded. Is there anything else that that is sort of a practice for you in terms of feeling grounded?
1: I'll tell you that's actually something I have a little bit of trouble with. So I don't really have a, a great mm. practice yet. I, I'm always moving mm-hmm. in five different directions. I'm producing a show mm-hmm. here. I'm need to buy something to fix the house there and hire the contractors and a project for work and a book that I'm reading there's no moment when I'm only involved in one thing. So mm-hmm. uh, my, aunt, even, yeah, even when I'm, when I'm petting Ani, I'm thinking to myself, all right, how, um, how many cases of the such and such do I have to get for the event? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad she is there for you. And I think for a lot of us, our animals, you know, are, are those grounding creatures. Um. So Kalia, here's, here's a, question taking this in a different direction, knowing that you are describing the way you have this really beautiful community and you're so clearly engaged in all kinds of exciting things that you're doing and, and creating. And, um, and yet we know that all of us from time to time feel lost. And so my next question is, where do you turn when you're feeling lost?
1: therapy and my synagogue just having Mm -hmm. some kind of structure when I go to therapy my therapist is really amazing and she has spent the last year and a half building structure with me and when I'm feeling lost we Mm -hmm. can go back to these patterns and these foundations that we've built together and and sitting in services and singing and it's funny because normally I'm I lead the taught Shabbats at my synagogue so I'm normally downstairs Mm -hmm. but on the on the chances on the days when it's when there's no Tat Shabbat or when there's a holiday and I get to go to services anyway, Mm -hmm. I can get so lost in the music and the prayer Mm -hmm. that other things fade away.
0: Is that something that was with you since you were a kid or something that um, became important to you as a ritual as you grew up?
1: It was really here and there when I was in high school I was part of a Jewish youth group and that was one of the first times that I've ever felt this concept of divinity it was surrounded by other teenagers who also wanted to be in this religious space singing and harmonizing and praying and then after high school ended that sort of faded I uh, it feels a little bit like a like a bait and switch they get you hooked on Judaism with the kumbayas and the guitars and then you turn 19 and it's gone. You just have to, sort of have to sit in, in synagogue and listen mm. to the rabbi. And there's not that same feeling of of um, spiritually connectedness for me. And I spent several years just sort of going, all right, I guess that was just a thing I got in high school. And I don't ever get that again until I found my current congregation. And it's, again, kind of a guitars and kumbayas situation, but for grown-ups. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's amazing that you were able to find that as a as a grown-up and that you didn't give up. You kept seeking.
1: It was it was hard actually. I I have a lot of anxiety and going to a synagogue full of strangers was difficult. I I almost gave up a lot of times because every time I'd go to services, it would be a fight with myself, like, oh strangers, I'm gonna be miserable. I'm gonna I would I'd honestly I'd have anxiety attacks sitting in the in the middle of the service and I told myself one full year, go every single time see what happens at the end of the year. And by the end of the year, it felt like the place for me. It, it was worth that's, the work. That's incredible dedication. I just knew that I needed some kind of bigger community that wasn't just based on, I, I hang out mm-hmm. with queer communities in West Philadelphia. I have friends with common interests, but I I knew that I needed something, some kind of community built on, a, on something larger than myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's really I'm just like wanna reflect back how remarkable it is even knowing that. But you know, having these sort of conflict of wanting that and at the same time feeling the anxiety that you didn't let the anxiety limit you and you you push through that, um, I think is very inspiring and for a lot of our listeners will be, will be an, an inspiring thing to hear. So thank you for sharing that.
1: It's, it can be really valuable. On the other hand, there were times when I sort of like left services half with through to cry in the hall. And I was like, is this worth yeah. it? And for some people it might not be worth it, but it, it did eventually yeah. pay off. And now I, hmm. I get to be an important part of this community. I, I get to be someone who runs programming and, works with the kids. And I, I live in West Philadelphia. I came out of Mary post food co-op on um, I think Tuesday night this week. And there was mm-hmm. two of the kids that I work with in the Tasha Shabbats. They weren't even there together. One parent was walking West. One parent was walking East. And I was just like, oh, I live here. They know me. Yeah. You are really part
0: of community. And that's where we started talking about gratitude. Galia. So <laughs> This is, this is all coming full circle, and I'm so curious. My fifth question for you, not counting the ice cream, but beginning with the gratitude. <laughs> My fifth question is, what is a hope that you're holding for the world?
1: I, a hope that I have for the world is that every person that needs a safe and holding community Finds one that someone whose parents don't support their identity, or someone who is ill and doesn't have a diagnosis, or someone who is down on their luck, or out of a job, or hopeless, or homeless, has people to support them in that experience and that they're not facing it alone.
0: Wow, that is such a beautiful hope. And, um, I'm just seeing the word community, um, across this podcast and knowing how many people may be listening who, as I said, maybe are hearing you and are inspired because they haven't, they haven't found that yet to know that, like, we don't have to live in loneliness and isolation and to, to push through and that we, we share that vision that that everyone, you know, we all go through our hard stuff, but to have community surrounding you is, is key in getting, getting through this crazy life.
1: And it can be so difficult. When I was in high school, the only community I had was through my online Harry Potter text based role-playing games. But that's yeah. where I found people who, who wanted to interact with me and who had similar ways of making friends and every every stage in my life i've managed to find people in different ways through the internet through synagogue through school through dungeons and dragons club through the renaissance mm-hmm. fair it's all it's it's always been somewhere different and it's always been really worth the work
0: yeah yeah and um how cool that you walk in the world you know just being who you are and that that you have found this awesome community. So Galia, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, I can't wait to share it. And I am. Thank you for. I am wishing you. Oh, my pleasure. Wishing you all best. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the five questions. I'd love to hear about the beauty, gratitude, and joy you're noticing in your day. Please be in touch. I am at Gab Kaplan-Mayer on Twitter, and you can visit me at GabrielleKaplanMayer.com for more info on my books and speaking. And if you'd like to be a five questions guest, you'll find a short form there to complete. Be well. Peace.